all the good things. We got all the good things. If that's not an introduction, I don't know what is. She deserves an Oscar for this. Because Congress has not said otherwise, we hold the government to its word. You have to laugh and find humor every day. So it's a really touching decision for a lot of people to feel like their voice, their culture, their life, and their history is finally getting a margin of the respect that it should have for an incredibly long time. The only people who fear death are those with regrets. And that's because my zest for life is that I know I'm growing up and not just growing old. (laughs) Welcome back to All the Good Things podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Esme. And we're here to deliver you some more good stories to start your Monday off. Before we begin and dive into our awesome stories that we have for you today, we always like to start by remembering a good thing that's going on in your life right now. So whatever it is that you've got going on that you want to just reflect on for a second, do it now. And if you need some inspo, Esme is going to share her good thing. Yes, I am. And I'm super excited for my good thing today because it has a mini story. So on my road trip, we stayed in Durango, Colorado for multiple days with our friends, Alita and Keegan, who were hosting us. And as a thank you, I wanted to give Alita some money just, you know, for hosting us because she was buying our groceries and making us food and letting us stay in her space. And I was going to wait until the very end to give it to her. But we decided to spend one day shopping downtown. So I decided to give it to her then in case she wanted to go buy anything special. And I don't even know how she did this, but at some point she snuck away and bought me a sound bowl, a Tibetan sound bowl with the money that I gave her as a thank you gift. And first of all, that's just insanely sweet and thoughtful and so perfect because I've never had a sound bowl in my life. So this is my very, very, very first sound bowl. And What's exciting, so that was a little while ago, but I've been practicing my sound bowl wrist skills to make it sing. So I actually, I brought it. Ready? I'm ready. (laughs) I hope you all feel the magical vibration from our podcast mics into your ears. Beautiful. Round of applause. I'm still working on the fluidity, but I've been able to make it sing, and that's incredibly exciting. So that's my good thing, and I hope it sounded cool through the microphone, at least, because it sounds so cool in person. Also, look at how pretty it is. It is super pretty. Yeah, we'll post a picture on our Instagram in case you want to see at All the Good Things Podcast on Instagram. Thank you for our one-minute meditation today. Very much needed. <laughs> What's your good thing? Um, my good thing is I've recently discovered this YouTuber called Alexandra's Girly Talk. I'm probably so late to the train because she's got millions of subscribers already, but I was watching some fashion videos because I was feeling like bleh in my same quarantine clothes and I realized that I've been shopping wrong my entire life and I'll tell you why Esme are you asking why I am asking why why have you been (laughs) shopping wrong your entire life 
I've been shopping wrong because I tend to buy a lot of hyper pieces, as she words them, meaning I buy lots of statement items, sparkly things, things with cool patterns, colorful things that don't always match with other items. And you're only supposed to buy 25% of that in your wardrobe. And the other 75% is supposed to be everyday wear pieces. So I got to flip flop my purchasing priorities and step up my game. We should just share closets and merge them together because I feel like most of my stuff is very everyday wear and I could definitely use some more hyper items. So if we sync our clothes, they'll be perfect complements to each other. We'll be a perfect mesh of hyper and everyday wear. I'm down for it. It's going to happen. Solution solved. See, this is why you share your good things out loud, friends. That's how we make progress happen in real time. Anyway, it's time to get into our stories today, and Esme's going to kick us off. I have a great story today, and I'm very excited because it dives into something that's a little bit more political, and I would like to be clear that this is not a political podcast. We're not here to provide like super educational commentary. There have just been some really good things happening in our judicial system that I want to share. And fun fact, so you know how the president of the United States is shortened to POTUS in many occasions. Wait, what is that word? POTUS. Poet? POTUS. Oh, POTUS. P-O-T-U-S, President of the United States. I was totally hearing poet. Poet. (laughs) To each their own. (laughs) So I knew that was the acronym for the President of America, but I recently discovered that they do the same thing for the Supreme Court of the United States. And when you Put that into an acronym, it's SCOTUS. <laughs> SCOTUS. Which, I don't know about any of you, but I think it sounds really dirty. It sounds like scrotum. Exactly. It sounds Is so... Is scrotum dirty? So close to scrotum. Not necessarily, but it just <laughs> is a funny connotation for the highest court in America. Slash, it just sounds funny. You're right. You're right. So, my story is about two really amazing Supreme Court cases that happened within the past month. And the first one gained a lot of national attention because it was a huge win for the LGBTQ plus community. And it was the Bostock versus Clayton County decision and it essentially made it a precedent that it is unlawful to terminate an employee simply because they are gay or transgender that was a thing before Mm -hmm. i think well yeah i guess so because it was a court case that made it all the way up to the supreme court it definitely was something that did not have a precedent before And the really cool thing about that outcome was that they cited the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and specifically how it is unlawful to discriminate against someone's sex. To understand that not just as sex, but also as sexual orientation and gender identity. That's really awesome! So yay, good job, SCOTUS. That is... That one I'm just saying as a shorter one because my real bigger one that I want to focus on actually just happened on July 9th 
of this year, which is within the past week. And it is a Supreme Court case called Magritte versus Oklahoma. And the big issue with this one centered around Native American rights. And again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not in the judicial system. I don't follow politics aggressively. But I want to talk about this because it's such a monumental time to be alive when these outstanding court case decisions are setting a precedent for how we treat and respect the law across our whole entire nation, which is amazing. So like that first one was a fantastic win for the LGBTQ plus community to just know that their right to be employed, regardless of their sexual orientation or gender identity, is protected. And this Magritte versus Oklahoma one provides a similar sense of security for Native American sovereignty and their lands. The case itself focused on whether or not the state of Oklahoma could criminally charge any crime that occurred on an Indian reservation. So basically, someone committed a crime in the state of Oklahoma, but it happened on Native American land. And this individual, Magritte, is also a Native American specifically part of the Seminole tribe. And the crime that he committed occurred on the Muscogee Nation's reservation. And technically, that land is supposed to be theirs, like 100%. That was the whole entire point of the Indian Relocation Act. Way back in the day, it was the whole entire point of the Trail of Tears, was you move here and the land is yours. And unfortunately, ever since that happened, there has been a history of disregarding those promises and finding other loopholes to not honor the treaties that took place, which I would like to point out in the United States Constitution, a treaty is considered the supreme law of the land. So like it's very much solidified in the United States law, that that land is Indian land. Yet we do things in our history like build Mount Rushmore, which is a totally separate situation, but also on an Indian reservation where they basically walked up there like, hey, we're going to build a statue, a really, really big one into the side of your favorite mountain. And they said no. And then they did it anyways. So that was just a little tangent. But This is a good podcast with good stories. And the amazing thing about this court case, McGritt versus Oklahoma, is that the Supreme Court ruled in favor of the McGritt side and essentially established that he could not be criminally charged by the state of Oklahoma because he was on Native American land. And that in that case, it falls into the hands of the Muscogee tribe to persecute and charge him and pursue justice through their court system, or it can fall into the hands of the federal government. That's super awesome. That's really good that we're we're starting to pave a new way than our past. And that's really great that these tribes have full control over their reservation now, like finally. (laughs) I know, finally, (laughs) hundreds of years later. 
I think our ancestors meant well, but we didn't exactly follow well. And now we're starting to do better. And it shows with this act being passed. It's also super cool because right now the SCOTUS (laughs) is primarily um, justices appointed by the Republican Party and Donald Trump. And both of those decisions are more associated with the liberal perspective of, you know, respecting Native American land and property and sovereignty and also advocating for LGBTQ rights. So I think they definitely were lawful decisions to come to, but also surprising ones, which is super cool and makes me really, really happy with the fact that our judicial system is supposed to be a check and balance for our legislative system and for the president. So Justice Neil Gorsh wrote the majority opinion, and it's really beautiful and impactful and eloquent. So I'm just going to read you a small snippet of what he said. On the far end of the Trail of Tears was a promise. Today we are asked whether the land these treaties promised remains an Indian reservation for purposes of federal criminal law. Because Congress has not said otherwise, we hold the government to its word. Now, no matter what your stance is on America or the government at the moment, like this story is cool. Like this story, you can be proud of the decision our government has made. And that's a opportunity that some countries don't have to like be able to take that to the Supreme Court. Like they don't have that. So the fact that we have this system and we're actually using it correctly is a win. On so many fronts. Hence the reason why it's a good story. And then after he said that super eloquent opening, he took a microphone out of his pocket and dropped it on the floor of the courthouse and walked out. And then everyone was like, oh, snap. And that didn't actually happen. But (laughs) that's how it happened in my brain, because it definitely is a huge, huge, huge change in how other courts are going to approach not just criminal law, but anything that involves Native American land, Native American sovereignty, Native American culture. And there's just an overwhelming respect that that decision showed, not just to the Muscogee tribe, but to the literal treaties that were written by the United States of America that promised that land to them, which have historically been unfulfilled. And it's super cool that we are finally getting to a point where we're like, yeah, we're going to keep that promise that we told you. Um, So I'm very, very happy with SCOTUS. In the words of Matthew McConaughey, heard. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. So if you guys have been following along on YouTube, which you may not have because if you're not into politics... Or not into just like soaking up the energy of the world. Totally cool. Totally understand. You wouldn't have seen these videos, but I highly recommend you check them out. It's called Conversations with a Black Man. Oh, you know I have seen that. Yeah. Okay, and so he interviewed Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey Second video, friends. And Matthew McConaughey just listened to everything very politely. And every time he would respond, heard. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm okay. quoting him. <laughs> Here's why that didn't connect to my brain. Because... When you said herd, I was picturing the word H-E-R-D. I was like, a herd of cows? What? How is this relevant? <laughs> oh, I could see how you may take it like that. 
Uh, now I get it. Totally wrong. Totally wrong. <laughs> um, so I've been reading a bunch of articles on this, and one of them talks about a citizen of Chicksaw Nation named Mari Holbuda, and she just told a story about how her great-great-grandmother had an incredibly rough upbringing, including being sent to Catholic schools that were designed to, you know, get rid of the Indian but keep the man, and all of these toxic things and how they were, like, really passed down to her generation. But one of the most important things that her great-grandmother and grandmother and even mother instilled in her from, like, a very, very young age was never, ever, ever sell our property because they had within their family like a 180 acre space and the only thing like in her family's expectation was this is our land our ancestors worked so hard to keep this within our family you cannot ever sell it and so when she read about this court case where the supreme court of the united states said that land belongs to the muskogee tribe you have to respect their judicial system and he needs to be tried not by the state of Oklahoma. She really interpreted that as a deeply personal decision for herself and recognized that it's probably a really deeply personal decision for a lot of people. The lawyer who represented the McGirt side of the case, Riaz Kanji, said that this is a decision attorneys will be quoting for the rest of our lives and that the court is not going to be in the business of taking away tribal rights without congressional intent anymore, and that he's cried a lot today just thinking about it. So it's a really touching decision for a lot of people to feel like their voice, their culture, their life, and their history is finally getting a margin of the respect that it should have for an incredibly long time. The press secretary for the Muscogee Nation, and by the way, Muscogee, Muscogee. I think it's Muscogee. (laughs) Muscogee. Muscogee is the name that they gave themselves. And when the European settlers came and saw their, their tribe, they saw that they were living by a creek, so they renamed them the Creek Indians. So if you've heard of the Creek Nation, that is the same as the Muscogee Nation, but Muscogee is the name that they chose for themselves, which is why I'm trying to use it and trying to pronounce it as it should be. It's definitely Muscogee, like almost pronounced K-O-H. And he said, it made me cry. It was a powerful moment, one that I wasn't ready for. It brought out emotions you didn't know would be there. It was just a promise kept. We know the history of promises that have been broken. I still get chills thinking about it. And I just got chills reading that. The last quote I want to share is from Susan Harjo, and she is a Cheyenne and Muscogee activist who also was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2014. And she said you don't know all of American history without knowing our history and I thought that was really powerful because we spend so much time learning about you know the Revolutionary War the Civil War um, the Boston Tea Party all of those things and barely even touch on the history of 
the Native Americans who lived here and whose ancestral home and land this is. So I'm very, very excited that, you know, this is being brought to the level of the highest level of our judicial system within our country, and it's being respected. And I'm going to do the work to learn more about the Native American history of America because it's an integral part of it. Yeah, that's my good story. Well, thank you for sharing, Esme. You're so welcome. What's your good story? I'm excited to hear it. Well, after hearing your story, it made me want to share my story about Rose first. Um, Esme and I come together and we always don't coordinate our stories, but they somehow end up having like an underlying theme or message that's just perfect for the time. Um, And so I feel very called to share the story about an 87-year-old college student named Rose. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say 87? Yes. Eight, seven. Like, woo. And she's a college student? Exactly. Yes. Rose, let's rewind. Let's just travel back in time as if I was a student with Rose. So apparently the first day of school, the first day of college, as I should say, their professor instructed all of us to get to know someone that they didn't already know. This story comes from Dan Clark, who was taking his first ever college chemistry class. And he said he felt a hand touch his shoulder after the professor told everyone to introduce themselves to someone new. So he turns around and he sees Rose, 87-year-old Rose, to his surprise. And apparently, the first thing he sees from Rose is a beaming smile And then what she said instantly made him want to be her friend. She said, Hi, handsome. My name is Rose. I'm 87 years old. Can I give you a hug? Yes, Rose. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Luckily, Dan Clark's a cool dude, and he was like, of course you may give me a hug. And they instantly became college buddies. And he asked her, why are you in college? Like, what's up with that? In a joking, sort of nonchalant way. And she replied, I'm here to meet a rich husband, get married, and have a couple of kids. (laughs) What a queen. What a queen. Her humor is on point. I love it. But anyway, she said, in all seriousness, I've dreamt of coming to college and getting a college education my entire life. And when I was younger, I didn't have the means to. It wasn't in my family. It wasn't as popular. And I wanted to change that story that was written for so many of the people in my generation. And I wanted to do it because I really want to do it. I love this woman already. It's amazing. Yes. Yes. So she made lots of friends on campus. And she even got the opportunity to speak at the college football banquet, which is a big honor in college society. And it was her speech that really set her apart and inspired so many people. Not only did the campus students love her because she was just a humorous inspiration and quirky lady, but she also had some wonderful wisdom to share. And she definitely did all of that in her speech. So I'd like to share a little bit of it. So Dan recalls that it was the time for her speech. And she got up on the stage, had three to five of her little index cards prepped and ready to go to read. And all of a sudden, she just drops them on the floor and, like, looks a little flustered. And she leans into the microphone and says, I'm sorry, I'm so jittery. I gave up beer for Lent, and this whiskey is killing me. (laughs) 
I'll never get my speech back in order, so let me just tell you what I know. If that's not an introduction, I don't know what is. She deserves an Oscar for this. So as everyone laughed as they got their attention back on Rose, at this point the whole room was silent. They were ready to hear what Rose had to say. And so she began. We do not stop playing because we are old. We grow old because we stop playing. Yo, that's in my next story. It's so perfect. We're so tied it's together. It's my favorite quote of all time. I love that quote so much. There are only four secrets to staying young, being happy, and achieving success. You have to laugh and find humor every day. You've got to have a dream. When you lose your dreams, you die. We have so many people walking around who are dead and don't even know it. There is a huge difference between growing older and growing up. If you are 19 years old and lie in bed for one full year and don't do one productive thing, you will turn 20 years old. If you're lucky. If I am 87 years old and stay in bed for a year and never do anything, I will turn 88. Anybody can grow older. That doesn't take any talent or ability. The idea is to grow up by always finding opportunity and change, having no regrets. The elderly usually don't have regrets for what we did, but rather for things we did not do. The only people who fear death are those with regrets. She concluded her speech by saying a few more wise sentences and drop in beautiful quotes and saying The Rose, which was a song that she says is named after her. <laughs> Who actually knows? I honestly wouldn't be surprised. She sounds super awesome. So let's give it to her. <laughs> and she challenged every one of the students at the football banquet to study the lyrics and live them out in their daily lives. And the huge message of that story is to remember growing older is mandatory, but growing up is optional. And never giving up on your dream and always having a new dream or something to keep you inspired is really the secret sauce of life in Rose's world. At the year's end, Rose finished her college degree. And she finally got to graduate, knowing that she successfully completed everything that she needed to to get her education sorted. And that's a huge achievement. She said, at 87 years old, I still feel as young as I did at 20. And that's because my zest for life is that I know I'm growing up and not just growing old. Did she really say zest for life? No, but I put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that's so perfect. She sounds just like you, Melissa. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, the, her speech was her words. This part of how she felt is just what I gathered from reading about her. So as she got her college degree, finally, the one that she wanted to finish all those years ago, she died peacefully one week after graduation in her sleep. Are you kidding? Rose, beautiful It's angel. sad, but it's like she finally conquered what she set out to do, and she felt that she was ready to go. It's like her soul knew that you lived out your mission, and... You know, it's time for you to go inhabit another energy source, another body, another lifetime. Rose. Don't just cry. Accomplishing her dreams until. <laughs> that was really beautiful. I'm crying, though. 
happy tears because it's never too like, late dying peacefully in your sleeve that's perfect with no regrets she probably didn't fear death because she said that the only people who fear death have regrets exactly rose i bet rose was you know enjoying her whiskey on her deathbed i hope she got beer back in time and lent finished <laughs> but on a serious note she sounds like a really inspiring person to have met and I wish that if I had gone through a college experience that I would have met someone like Rose, whether they were a normal college student age or they're 87 and making things happen. Do you think she ever went to a frat party? I bet she did. I she hope was so. in with the she was an icon <laughs> as it says in the article. She was like in with the bros with the football team. Yeah, she spoke at their football so- banquet. <laughs> She obviously was in with the dudes. Get it, Rose. Hey. Rose, I hope you gave them some really good girl dating advice. Please. Oh, yeah. They need that. <sighs> but anyway, that was my story. I hope it made you happy. It did make me happy. Thank you, Melissa. You're welcome, Esme. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again Monday. We really appreciate your support. We are officially almost to 30 episodes, you guys, and we wouldn't be here without your support, so thank you. If you'd like to stay tuned for more episodes, please follow us on All The Good Things Podcast on Instagram, as well as our website, www.allthegoodthingspodcast.com. Ooh, I'm getting fire at that plug now. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye, see ya. All the good things. We got all the good things A story to uplift and moments of bliss To remind us all that life is a gift And because we truly care All the good things we share All the good things 